We're going to chit chat about dreamer and doers, the perfect blend. And anybody who's new, you should know a 5D mystic enlightenment functional adult is a secure attachment person, whole three-year-old heart, whole self, and so open-hearted. We have the human love narrative. Uh, some of us don't do and have not known the human suffering love narrative. I raise my hand. That's because when you have healthy self-worth and any person can be here if they maintain a differentiated self, so your thoughts and your feelings, and uh, when you're around people, they don't chip away at you uh, because you have healthy, again, self-worth. There's a way you feel about it. It's called a heart that says, I, I am who I am. And so let's say your oversoul, your loved ones, uh, have things to say about your personality. When you're talking about it with friends, of course, you have emotions come up. But there's a difference for the human love people. We have a window of welcome for emotions. So we don't make it sound like it's a tragedy. And I have learned in my years, I'm 44, uh, how not to share with the human suffering love individuals a lot of stuff because they take it way out of context and they don't understand skin because they are tainting it with their own window that's where people who don't have their inner adults they have an adult who handles the nervous system so they don't know how to work with their zero one old and the three and stuff like that so on that note just trying to make sure you understand 5d mystics we also know there's no uh, of the devil the demon stuff i mean the mind's eye that's a whole different story when it comes to channeling, if you have questions and tapping into the sphere, but I'm saying nobody gets possessed by anything. Actually, they all could make good use. People who believe in that stuff of the book, Patrick McNamara's Religious Self and his interview on the well on how people don't get demonically possessed. But that brings me neuroscience. I think they call it hard consciousness. I need to revisit that one. I was... Um, looking into it because I got to watch an interview but that's not what we're going to talk about today I'm just trying to make sure anyone who tunes in knows we do infinite higher human consciousness potential experiences and that's just voices and stories from my personal subjective experience and I walk people through using their mindset inner growth their heart all this great stuff and I don't usually do introductions but I'm trying to do a little bit of it at least so that you can you know not use your time okay Secure attachment people, we don't do what the teenagers do. Uh, and I'm going to talk as a woman here, uh, polyamory solo, secure attachment. Why solo? Because I'm not focused on a couple-centric life. And I haven't been since I was a kid. Because I have things to do as an entrepreneur and a professional and somebody who had already decided that I had things to do besides be with somebody because one human being and my friends, uh, obviously, and all those other partners, now that I'm polyamory, they're, they're not like my only, the world doesn't revolve around them, it revolves around me. And then they can be a part of it if they want to, they don't have to. So this is the part. <laughs> By the way, solo poly, it is in the uh, basis, with the basis of relationship, anarchy, and non-hierarchical relationships. Because the fact that you would actually use hierarchy, um, it's offensive. That's what I'm going to share. It's offensive to me. When I know men are insecure and they need hierarchy, they're not a match. I, I don't date people who don't have healthy self-worth because the minute I know you don't know your whole three-year-old heart in a way of standing up for yourself, 
I know you don't have emotional maturity and you don't have secure attachment. Means you're going to have not secure attachment. Uh, means that I would might, no, I, I will have to clown around because you're going to have low self-esteem, passive aggressive manners, indirect communication. You're not going to be a dreamer or a doer. And what you all are also going to eventually become is a person who doesn't know how to hear me. And that's because you're going to completely be uninterested in what I'm trying to say to you. Especially since men tell me that I don't know how to be a man, which I mean, when they bring me those stereotypes, I'm very happy because I would not want to be one. Uh, They're not something I look up to when I hear what men have to say about themselves. So with that being said, I don't believe in them. I don't believe in the stereotypes. I don't believe all men fit that category uh, because they're a person. They have access to their human being brain. As I was saying, if you are a person, and I've seen this one dude, actually, he's, he's quite, in my book, again, I, I'm told by men that I'm a woman, so I will respect when I share these perspectives on our podcast, and my lovely women, if you're a secure attachment woman, you will understand how to implement this, because if you are a secure attachment, it means you have healthy self-worth. Now, if you're in the Enlightenment Soul Age Group, you also know it's a bullshit statement, the gender stereotype stuff, but that makes people have an identity. And if they don't learn how to get out of their teenage attitude, yeah, it's not for you to do anything about teenagers. Look at them, Cusco's. They're not dreamers or doers for that matter, but they are dreaming and doing something. So that's, you know, let's remember every lovely color of the rainbow Uh, So as a person, I I definitely know that any human being has access to their entire brain. And I know that there are men that when it comes to romance, it seems that the popular boat is for the human suffering drama, queens and kings of the world. So we're going to allow ourselves to just disengage. I will, as a woman who is securely attached, as I said, a man who doesn't know that he uh, is not in a hierarchy, is a man that uh, is not going to be a man. You don't know your own worth, which means I would need to baby myself to baby you into reminding you, and that does happen. It happens with a bunch of different people, not romantically, because, like I said, you get to grow up and figure out, wow, I I don't want a baby. Uh, If I wanted them, I'd have them, and that would be a totally different experience. So when you're of your age and you're dreaming and doing you're walking a path you're going to walk a path with those who are dreaming and doing to man woman or they so healthy self-worth equates another human being they're going to know my world revolves around me and my three-year-old but i want to share my world with others because i am a mammal and so it's not solo because you're by yourself That actually is a falsity. People who are isolating in that way, they need a good therapist. And in fact, it's very sad. It's very sad when you meet people who think and speak words in a way that um, we're not going to say, no, no, we're going to feel sad for them, but then we're going to leave it alone. Because when people talk to me with their human suffering, love narratives about uh, people, I know that I have pink tainted glasses so for the men i'm a woman and for the human suffering love i'm a pink tainted glasses and as a mystic remember we are woo woo 
and a person who brings together human spiritual and spirituality elements, all these different subject matters, we're pseudoscience people too. And here's where you've had a great introduction. I, on the other hand, will say all those who are raising their hands, like finally we have somebody that we can have fun and talk about dreaming and doing. Welcome aboard. Those of you who instead are going off, thank you for stopping by. Okay, so when we have energies about, it's always amazing. We have the lovely expansion, 10-day uh, portal, I think it was, 10-day activation. So what happens when we meet people who are dreamers and doers? They don't have to be, some of them are monoamory, but essentially they have healthy self-worth. That's what I was trying to get to. Man, woman, they don't matter. Uh, and uh, friendships, lovers, whatever it is, okay? So... When you have that established, it's a person who's heading into the world with a heart that is open to discovering with curiosity. Openness, this is why we have Krishna, Lila, Shiva, and Kali. Enlightenment, so age material. So people who know that their true self is their whole self. And returning home to you means you being able to navigate your actual inner adult. Ventral vagal, nervous system, being in your prefrontal cortex. And so when I'm talking and you're talking, I'm the complete opposite of you. You believe the complete opposite of me. That's because our egos, our self, it's whole. It's constantly empowerment. Meaning that words and thoughts don't have to match. Because my words and thoughts are not truths. Your words and thoughts are not truths. And we're not proving anything to each other. We are inner adults. That's what it means to be a dreamer and a doer in this case. And that's the perfect blend that I'm talking about. Okay? So when you're in this type of scenario with people, you can enjoy anything and everything and it will become clear in time now if you have people who are only doers or only dreamers uh, you're going to find yourself with those who do not have emotions involved left mode workaholics in the sense of uh, it's not even about workaholic because see i i work a lot so some people are you're a workaholic and i have a lot of things to do but what i'm trying to say with the doer and the workaholic example, there are those who completely don't think of their loved ones. They get wrapped up and not just wrapped up. They actually add to the list of things to do. And so it doesn't cross their mind that they are disregarding people around them. So I will use me as an example because I've been told by my loved ones, you also do similar things. I don't forget my loved ones. I know that I have to rebalance so that I can have time and not have to, but I know that I want to remember it, okay? And so I leave in my day room for that. And that's where there's a difference because of the amount of projects that I have that I want to accomplish. But remembering that life is short is something valuable to be reminded of. This is why I'm appreciative of my loved ones when they remind me of it. And that's where we're always brought by the lovely life around us to be dreamers and doers and to have both. And if you're a inner adult, you'll understand when a loved one says more time with you, which is also why polyamory community, you understand how to say, well, I can't give you this time, but I can give you that time. And that's the part of what adults know how to do. They know how to say, this is what I would want. And they can also use the word, this is what I need emotionally to feel meaningful. Now, the part about if you're polyamory or monoamory, that's a different story. Because if you 
are polyamorous and I've had people who don't understand this, who are loving more than one person and having more than one special bond, they don't understand it because they have a concept of love that is from a mononormative world. We all lived it. And he came in time with my twin flames, particularly, and as a mystic who has these bonds that are not just external. This is felt sense of self. We're part of the journey of life together. And it's not a gazillion million, not to mention that, again, time is limited. So no matter what type of polyamory relationships you establish here's where the hierarchy is a no-go for any person who has healthy self-worth man woman it's it's you're going to know in your brain how dare you actually put a price meaning a value on a human being on a life that animal goes to plant all of it the individuals who are in oneness consciousness this is where the purusha prakriti comes into the mix we're the same cloth we're the exact same everything is level there's a plane of levelness this is the one thing that those who don't have healthy self-worth inside their body they will not feel this i'm describing what is a feeling from your heart so i know all eight billion plus are the same in worth now, somebody that is a masculine is going to bring me a data. Why? Because I'm a feminine with my masculine. A masculine is going to bring me the data because they're, they're calculating. There's only so much globe space. There's only, so they're mathematics. They go from left mode to right mode. I go from right mode to left mode. Okay, so that's why we complement each other. And I've had plenty of my lovely masculines come to me with things like this. I've had practice being able to say, yes, I'm a dreamer and a doer, and I know we can do it, but I do know what you're saying is true as well. Okay, so... There is a specific, it's not a law of give and take in the way of sacrifice, but it's, it's more of, there's math, okay? So we have a globe, like our environment, our economy, all of those, those subject matter experts, we need them to be doers and dreamers so that they can come together. We have the lady that did the economy donut. She's really great. I think it's a she, but I, I haven't read the book, but she's come up with something that can could help us hopefully they're taking it seriously so um i'm trying to maintain our focus on relationships though okay as i was saying if you have healthy self-worth the feeling is how dare you speak of man woman they of any human being as if there's a price they are of equal value the only reason i would need to equate a data point to that value is if i'm in a actual physical strife situation meaning water air food okay which people always like to talk about no the human suffering doomsday people like to talk about shit like that we like to look to solutions versus try and bring the uh, worst case scenarios into life it's one thing that you're evaluating worst case scenario while saying okay we want to have all of those scenarios now let's focus on our best case scenario and let's allow ourselves to try and not get to the worst case scenario but let's keep our eye on the best case scenario know that we can probably get to the middle and really because we want to avoid that one so if you're doing data the right way you're going to say here's our two extremes we want at the very least the middle but of course we're going to try and get to the top and that's you being realistic so when it comes to people there is no need in relationships that are our day-to-day to have this thing, no, someone is more valuable than another. 
I had a person who actually didn't accept when I said I love all people equally and they brought a very specific conversation to the table and finally they're like oh see but you allocate more time here so that means that person holds more value okay so when you use words those who have healthy self-worth will say stop objectifying my loved ones but of course there are those that we will spend more time with it's called we share a bond that involves it tickles my fancy my brain my heart and potentially that body if you're involved in that way so dreamers and doers know the perfect blend because it's not about anyone being above or below no it's a leveled out plane and it's a plane of mathematics but it's a plane with a heart of mathematics and so that's why the masculine and feminine that people who are whole and their restorative embodied selves those lovely 5d individuals are the ones who are patsas out in the world so we get to meet those who are not here of course uh, met plenty of cuscos and those who are patsas in the making that's a whole different story so i'm going to focus on how to share when you are a pacha versus what it's like for us to encounter those who instead bring to us and what i mean is from that perspective i'm going to tell you what a pacha perspective is when we're engaging with those in time that are not dreamers and doers okay so woman here and i'm talking yes about men and it's not only twin flames it's soulmates it's the entire group of men that throughout my 44 years of life consistently share input and information and as I just you know notice it's not anywhere near me saying I know them 100% they know themselves 100% remember we can only share from our own subjective experiences so when I see a person who is a Cusco it's going to be a Cusco because they shook a hand and they didn't mean it and it'll be clear because of the way that they will go about their life and use their mouth and uh, contradict and not match up in a specific way as they move forward but i want to talk when it's direct okay so this is why it's a short-lived thing what i mean by that is uh it's a perspective not of a whole person it's a perspective of when you're experiencing a moment or two moments three moments one year okay so it's a specific moment in time i hope that's clear which is why it's not a generalization on men or women or any of that i'm trying to share when you encounter those who say i'm a dreamer doer and they're not you're going to encounter that in a specific amount of time and then you settle into whatever it is that two people with two different personalities bring to each other which is why again no relationship titles and anarchy it's because of this too all people that are pachas dreamers and doers are actually consistently leading a life with their own zero one-year-old your secure attachment figure is you and you're building secure connections a dreamer doer builds secure connections not necessarily secure attachment figures we already have those so again healthy self-worth individual is what i'm talking about person who knows how to be their safe haven regulate my nervous system knows how to be your own secure base i can go and look into anything i want i'm excited in the morning i wake up i'm ready to go always not just sometimes and the ones who are in human suffering love narrative that's your stuff not mine again some of us navigate prefrontal cortex not our temporal junction 
And that's where it's because you know how to be meta aware. I got thoughts and feelings coming up, emotions. It's cool. I'm alive. I'm breathing. I'm healthy physically. I go to doctor's appointments. I'm making sure my brain, all of it, okay? Which is also why a mystic is not woo-woo. But we're okay with the woo-woo shit because we know if you don't embody channeling or Akashic record readings or tarot or any of the stuff that we do, <laughs> you're not a mystic. That's the whole point. So we're good with woo-woo. But it's not woo-woo. So on that note, uh, for those of us who share those experiences, it's also why we don't cancel our contracts or close contracts or end people. That's bullshit. You don't lose people as you expand. That's actually not expansion if you lose people. So um, when you, in a time frame, we're not going to give it a time frame, but we can... uh, I've had plenty of individuals who talk to me about their three-month relationships. I'm going to use their time frame and going to say, okay, so when I was a teenager, I knew about uh, a week being a long time, then two weeks, three weeks, a month. Ah, I've been together a month. We've been together three months. And as I got older, I was like, wow, that's nothing, okay? So when you get older, what happens? The longest relationship, which, how long is your belief? Well, I'm actually in a three-year. Wow, that is a long time. So you grow into knowing a long time equals something different. As I got older, it was if you get to past a whole year, now we're beginning to talk. This is a long term and something is being built. So I've had long-term relationships. And as I said, as a teenager though, the three-month thing was really fun. Now I'm a grown woman and I see human suffering love narrative individuals make a big deal out of three months relationships and talk about, you know, men basically ruining their fairy tale. Okay, so as, as a person myself, who again is a woman, believes in love and love because it's not about you and I touching. No, don't touch me. I don't even know you yet. Uh, meaning if you don't know how to have healthy self-worth, you don't know love. You're not a conscious lover because you will not know how to handle yourself when I talk to you about polyamory, when I talk to you about other people, when I talk about anything, because you don't know that you are priceless and I'm priceless. And so if you don't know how to appreciate me completely and humanity, I know you don't know how to appreciate you. And that's why the sweet blend dreamer endure, inspiring humanity. The episode is only Pacha land here. And it's a land of a sad guru, but it's a land of a Daniel Siegel. It's a land of people who know every human being, 8 billion are people. So, of course, we don't build relationships with all 8 billion. It's physically, I think they say, mathematically impossible. Mathematically, I believe you can achieve 500 connections, something like that. So, let's remain. We don't need boxing gloves, but we're going to be mathematicians. And FYI, my polyamory community, that's why. The reality is you're not going to have more than two, perhaps three actual people you're building a relationship with because you won't have the mathematical time. And here's where uh, there are those who get polysaturated is the word uh, from my polysecure book. And that's because they're trying to have more than one. That's actually something for a whole different topic because it's none of our business how people navigate what is obviously not yet a spectrum of maturity within their own self. If you are mature with your own self, you will be grounded in the time you have. And that's why, as I said before, you will remember 
when your loved ones say, you don't forget, you'll say, yes, you're right. I won't forget. I won't forget because I know I have 24 hours and I might not get the chance to say hello tomorrow. And so that's the difference between a person, FYI, who's a dreamer and a doer versus only the doer who you can tell them, hey, I'm here, I'm here. Hey, we don't ever talk. Hey, okay. So here's the other part. Sometimes you don't need to do the hey in time it will be clear when you have a dreamer or a doer and the dreamer is just a bunch of chit chat when it comes to men who promise things and then they don't do any of it a doer are the ones who they might promise and then they don't really keep any of them anyways and they just do so they it's either the uh, i'm gonna blow smoke and mirrors and maybe do one thing and and make you think that i'm gonna keep doing something and then i don't which is why it's very quickly visible and then the doer is uh, basically, they do a couple of things, but they can't handle maintaining attention on you, which means you have no value for them. And that's an actual thing. It doesn't mean you need to be like, I'm going to come whine to you about it. No, because automatically I know that for you, human contact is not important. And that's where if it doesn't become a priority for you to make human contact a priority, I'm not going to force you to do anything. That's where attachment wounds by the way and an attachment category for sure is in place and only the person can actually say you know what remember huh, let me think okay so here's where sometimes this can happen where a person who's a doer they are reminded eventually of something they used to have because when we do have the highest form of love one of the highest forms of love what is it called attention from that lovely neuroscience lady and so every one of us I know I love when my loved ones pay attention to me now for me sometimes as I was saying it's not actually uh, that straightforward because I'm busy my 24 hours so I'm actually having to remind myself because they present to me and I said having yes it's not because they're not a priority again I have other priorities but they speak something that is true why do i keep an eye out for that because i the dreamer doer am staying grounded and remembering i might be solo quote unquote in those 24 hours but it's not true that i'm solo i have an oversoul i have a family i have loved ones who want to share time with me and they are right and i want to share time with them i'm not going to put them to the side and so in the case of a person who's busy with things you love to do, those of us who have projects that we love to do, we have to, and again, it's not a must as, out of obligation. It's a must out of what we know we're, we're maintaining a balance. And here's how our lovely consciousness, Akash, this is how it keeps us in check. It keeps us in check on all experiences. Remember the Sadhguru story? There's one about one of those devotees who broke around his wife who was just as uh, established in enlightenment as Shiva or something like that. And he, Shiva, because he doesn't want his devotee to miss out on life, on the feminine part, he puts the feminine inside of the statue. And now the, the devotee is forced to embody and work with his feminine and masculine. And so we all can be aware that we have preferences of how to use those 24 hours. That's what I was saying you're going to make it a priority to give your human time to somebody only if it's 
going to be something that draws your attention. So sometimes people, they will miss being cuddled and being in a specific energetic sphere. And that's where, when they miss it, here's the part of how you will know if they're just a dreamer who's taking a moment but isn't going to become and is not a dreamer doer. So they're chasing a feeling, if you will, and they'll be in and out. That's for those of you who understand when people come and go. doesn't have to be a man, can be a woman, can be a they. It's a person who is not going to be actually whole and take ownership of how they're treating their loved ones. And so this is, this is something very uh, straightforward. If you're building a life for yourself, you're building roots. You're going to say, I have a home base. I have two home bases but you're going to build your home bases. You're going to try and plan for that future to the best of your ability with the people around you. And here's why nobody ever is an island by themselves unless they want to be, which isn't because they want to be. It's because of other stuff, okay? So we're not talking about those. Those individuals are people who are not inspiring their human potential because they don't want to be around people. And... um if you hear the microphone moving, I'm moving from my, my chair. But um, the part about if a person misses something. So if they miss something, if you miss it and you're just chasing the feeling, so it's self, um, self-fulfilling for a moment, then you're, you're just going to uh, perform. It's like a play. And you, you, know, you just do that little thing. You, you try and, and, and get something that you were looking for, and then that's it. If, on the other hand, you're going to have the opportunity to bring to the fourth a, I'm blending, I'm going to be a dreamer and a doer, so I'm wanting to build a relationship, if you will, uh, in, a, in a more humane with the emotional part, you're going to become aware and want to have an actual conversation, if you will. And so it's more of, you know, I miss X, Y, Z, B, E, F, G, I really do have an awareness of how I handle stuff and and that's why um, I can understand that I've established a type of pattern between us and and here is what I'm presenting because to me it's very straightforward like with my friends and my family we have established I say you have to organize time with me I know you want it to be spontaneous I don't work spontaneously you need to tell me how much time you want whatever or I'll tell you how much time I have Now, I've learned how actually not to do this with my friends because they don't ever respect my work schedule. This is the part. Uh, Because they don't work from home. Unless the person works from home or they have the awareness, and some of my loved ones do. Some of my friends, family friends. But when I said friends, these are people that I socialize and go out with. So those people that want to socialize, they have a different time schedule. So I already know, even if they say, yeah, 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 10 minutes, it won't be 10 minutes. It's going to be an hour or two hours. So I will not be picking up the phone if I don't have two hours to give someone. And that's why it's organized. And it will be organized based on me saying, okay, you can't set a time on it because they could say 10 minutes. Here's the part of where it's not ever going to be 10 minutes because you're having a good time chit-chatting if you're choosing to chit-chat, okay? But uh, that's where... People who work from home, they're different because they're aware of how important it is, but they also need to be happy about working from home. And that's another aspect. So some people, they don't like 
<laughs> to work alone. They, they don't like to organize their time. And uh, there's that. Again, dreamers, doers, we all work differently, but we still have a set schedule. So once you learn how you work, that's why you would know how to say so. If you're chasing a feeling, you're not going to say anything. You're actually going to play what is a role. You're going to actually miss a specific type of attention. And it's because of a series of moments, right? So we were using the three months. Let's use long-term relationships. And it doesn't have to be where you're a couple. No, just relationships, special bonds. Okay, don't give them titles. We're in a polyamory right now conversation and platonic is involved, sometimes romance, sometimes family. I'm doing it this way, okay? So no pedestals. All people are equally valuable, but we have a limited amount of time to spend in those 24 hours. And all the people that are in a conversation can speak to each other because there's healthy self-worth or at the very least there's established secure connection. So there's the ability for people to be their self together. Whatever their attachment category, it doesn't matter. So we have a pacha land with Cusco, squirrels, all of it. <clears throat> so if we have had a certain number of years where we exchange a type of dynamic conversations about what's happening in those 24 hours, happy moments, sad moments, right? Uh, personal details, not personal details. Okay, if you're actually missing the connection, you're going to seek to, like I said, have a, I want us to have these conversations again. I miss them. I want us to spend some time like this. How can we work this out? If what you're missing instead is the feeling of being cuddled, of being loved, so being simply put embraced. It's a moment of a hug, okay? Because the hug activates your ventral vagal state. And that's also the attention, and it makes you feel loved. And so for that moment, which is the feeling that is being chased, I'm going to feel special, and I'm going to get that uh, burst of special air for a minute. If I have not recognized that my life, my pattern of living is not satisfactory to my dreamer doer, me, my child self, the human, use your name, I'm not going to uh, actually notice anything. I'm trying to describe to you something it, because it's fascinating when you see this. I'm going to use one of my friends, actually. He's, he's going to be a good one to use. So this is a friend of mine, and he is the sweetest person. If there's one person that I know would have my back, he's one of them. He's not in any way, shape, or form the version of his mature masculine or feminine. He definitely could use good therapy. Uh, he doesn't want to continue therapy. He thinks he doesn't need it. Uh, I find that he could be vulnerable to uh, people, but luckily he has us and uh, he has someone in his life that has his best interest at heart and is actually compassionate and understanding of all of it. Uh, I've had plenty of conversations. She's pretty smart, although others don't find it so, but she, she knows who she's with, so that's why she's smart, meaning she knows uh, exactly what, what she's dealing with, um, and she cares for him. So that's the most important part. When a person has somebody who cares about you, they're not going to lie to you. They're going to tell you, and you're going to have moments perhaps of splinters, but they're going to tell you what's what, and they're going to want to work it out. Uh, and, and that's what I've seen from her, obviously, 
the part that I want to focus on is I know my friend, if he doesn't want to work it out, he won't. And that's any person, any person who doesn't find it uh, valuable. And he already made a choice in the past. And in fact, I'll never forget because I said to him, I said, don't, you're using words that I've heard before. I said, you're not saving anybody from yourself. This is a bullshit line. Nobody saves anyone from themselves. And I shared a story that they did distort because see people will distort things based on their own perspective, subjective life. So this person's not a whole self. They have attachment wounds and they have unresolved uh, small trauma for sure. And again, attachment wounds. So they're, they're not where they could be uh, with their three-year-old. In fact, not even remotely close, which is why a good therapist would help them, but they refuse it. So long story short, though, they know I'm a Reiki practitioner. I support with personal development. And in fact, this is a friend who made a very specific request. And as they made it, I said, don't ask me this if you don't mean it, because if I say yes, I'm a pacha handshake and I will not let you go. <laughs> you could treat me like a piece of shit. I'm not going to leave you alone. Meaning you're going to have to say, I don't want you in my life. I'm choosing this. So it was to say, no matter what your nasty attitude, because I've seen their nasty attitude. And I, in fact, told them, I've seen, I think, probably the nastiest look ever. I've seen you in your horrific moments. You no, know, you don't look pretty, but you're not scary. You're just an asshole. And so when you're able to deal with assholes, it's really, again, not this big deal. Because the truth is, um, they're not assholes. They're, they're people who need good therapists. But long story short, my friend said, no, no, I, I mean it now. I know a lot of other people that have known him for longer than I have. And they all have said this person likes to be cuddled, meaning like a, like a three-year-old wants a hug. So when you learn from the good therapist that we all have these states of ourselves, by the way, but when you're a whole self, you don't say my one-year-old wants a hug. You don't say my three-year-old wants a hug. You just know I want a hug. So when a person is though leaning on those hugs, not leaning, not because they're uh, getting comfortable, you can't get comfortable in an uncomfortable life, but you lean on those who will help you to emotionally get through a day. Okay, so here's why it's a quote unquote bitter, it's not bittersweet, but when I know of these and I have a handful of people like that and this friend of mine comes to mind, I'm not happy for them but I know, thanks to the good therapist, that the only people who can awaken to their dysregulated nervous system stuff and all is the person. And the same human being is educated, money, all of that. Nope, I don't want a therapist. I don't need one. I'm living the life. I have the money. I have the girl. I have this. I have that. There you go. So you have all of that. And you have a pattern and you have a, a repeat. Okay, so with all of that context being shared, what I recently got to uh, have was an opportunity to support them. And I took time. It took me about two or three hours to do what I, what I uh, was uh, asked. And I do know I had a hunch, and then I got confirmed the hunch, that uh, the material would potentially not be used. Again, I do Reiki, so we have universal love transmission sessions that support inner growth. You, you see them online, and they're like meditations. And so I did something like that, and I also used tarot and a spread and channeled guidance. Okay, so just to, to share. And when I 
confirmed what I already had had a hunch on. It was because of what they didn't know from the voice note that I had shared, but that they actually pretended to listen to. Okay, and so here's where when you have a liar, liar, pants on fire like that, what you got is a three-year-old who's a grown-up who doesn't know how to say the truth. It's a Cusco. As Cusco ends with Pacha, lying once again and not saying, I want to live next to you, I'm learning from you, none of that, okay? But in Cusco's case, Cusco's aware of that. In this case, no, we don't have that. We have a person who's chasing a feeling that's giving them a boost of I'm being loved, I feel special, ah, okay, I can relax. It's not a positive because they're not actually taking steps to bring themselves to a better spot. But that's where life is leading them that way in, different, in a different way. So the everyday life and uh, the part of how life will bring us to balance our physical 24 hours. Well, as Sadhguru says, life's going to keep coming towards you. If you're walking with one leg, it's because you're letting it take bites. And this is where people who don't take um, inner well-being seriously in 2024, there's plenty of trauma and attachments, therapists and people spelling out how to work with yourself. Okay, so let me put that to the side and Go back to our story of if you're dating someone, let's say polyamory or monoamory, and they're chasing a feeling in the way that I just described, but it's not a friendship. So it's a person who's actually looking for, I miss moments of this, but I really just miss it because it's something that gives me a thrill. They're going to come in, come out, that's it. You're going to, in fact, simply see that. And that's not for a person who has healthy self-worth, anything disappointing. You actually recognize, thanks to all the lovely men that like to talk to me about how I'm a woman and I don't know anything, I get to just know how to spot in time, because really it doesn't take that much. So I'll use another friend of mine as an example. And, and he is one of the ones that I get to have fun talking about polyamory with. And he actually is a person who flirts. So he does enjoy flirting and uh, trying to hook up with women. And so he has flirted. I laugh because he's not appreciated by some of his friends, but I think he's cute and direct. And he hasn't lied one, one time. I mean, he doesn't. The only part he does is say he's interested in things, but then it's not true. So he lies to his friends for other reasons. And I believe, in fact, that it's something related to his relationship and his father because Terry Real points out how men and toxic patriarchy has men um, basically not have their emotional they're feminine also have a hard time uh, telling the truth and so it's all about about that ego in this case so when I see a man who's lying it makes me think of a, a three-year-old and an unhappy environment and basically a person who grows up not to know how to actually tell the truth so it's, it's kind of sad because that means uh, that you were scared somehow or you were yelled at. And uh, instead of going down, luckily, the path of I'm humiliated, you went down the path of I'm going to lie every time so that I can just be myself. So it's, it's a type of rebellion to stand up for your three-year-old and say, I'm going to be me and fuck you. And you don't curse, obviously, at three, but it's, it's an energy. So I actually recently have come across a data point that confirms what my hunches were 
which is not positive, of course. Again, good therapy, but lo and behold, people uh, think it's a boring topic. And that's probably because they don't find a good enough therapists uh, that are healed, uh, but also because they don't actually have any interest in working with their nervous system. They, they don't have interest because it's painful. And the therapists have to negotiate with people. And so you're going to get out of hell, but it's going to be a ladder. So uh, either person organically is going to say, I want to get out of hell. And that's where some people, they, they do. And that's because when they feel the uh, sued system, they're going to recognize their home. Because every one of you has this, by the way. And so that's what potchas are, are going to be supporting. Those of you who are dreamers and doers, you know human love my mystics out there, we're all light workers, but some of us are able to share a lifeline. And if they are actually going to stay alive, you're going to see a when the phoenix rises from the ashes. You know how, how many people I think of when that vision and how many have not risen from the ashes, but how happy my heart is when I think of those therapists, because I know that they have all of these individuals rising from the ashes as phoenixes and so right now i'm thinking of other people because uh, there's some of the lovely oversoul that are potentials phoenix rising from the ashes uh, and i actually have a, a nice one this one's of a couple though and so they're not enlightenment soul age group material but uh, they were brought together uh, and that's because together they expand and I remember the day that their love and love triumphed, I got really, really emotional. Now, you should know these, these people are the quote-unquote bad, bad guys in my future. <laughs> I didn't tell them that, and they won't ever find that out because it's unnecessary. It's a silliness from my mind's eye anyways. But I did tell the, the future husband, I want you to know who they are, but I don't know if they'll, if they'll want to meet them. But um, anyways, the long story short about the moment of emotional teariness is because the individual who was able to put up with being mistreated in a way that was completely completely not uh, in any way shape or form loving see and here's where had i been them i would not have actually stuck around i would have not stuck around because of how i was treated and instead, they had a lot more uh, blinders on, is what I'm going to call it, but it wasn't blinders. It was that they were okay with their self being treated that way because of their own self-judgment. So this is why there are some of us, we don't have chipped away egos. Don't treat me like a piece of shit. You yell in my face, I'm going to say, fuck that way, get the fuck away from me right now. I mean, actually, that doesn't even come close. See, th this is where I'm going to share a dreamer and a doer. You're going to not have anyone treat you certain ways. Now, I learned, I learned all on my lovely own as I made conscious choices, as I was an adolescent, and then I got to become a teenager and a young adult. And I was, and to this day, when people um, look at me, they say that I'm picky. I'm a picky woman. And I say, I'm not picky. And recently, I always laughed. It's like, well, I'm picky, but I'm not picky in a way of being, you know, any. So th this is the part of where when you know what you want, you're going to be seen as a person who's picky, woman or man. Now, again, I'm not a man. And when I meet men, they say they're not any. So I'm going to raise my hands and leave that one alone again. 
and I'll just talk from a woman's perspective. When you are recognizing that you can be picky and you laugh about it like I was laughing about it just a minute ago, uh, it's because you try to explain yourself. But then again, you also try and say, well, okay, you know what? (laughs) I do know what I want. So when you know what you want and you know what you don't want, you grow up to keep on knowing what you want and what you don't want. And as a woman, what I can say is that does not change, especially when you got the men that say uh, stuff that I'm not going to go into. Okay, so that's where a woman who's a dreamer and a doer is uh, way, way good with uh, being able to tend to our own nervous system. So let me talk about that one. When I meet the human suffering love narrative women, I try to explain to them stuff, but they're uninterested because their zero one-year-old is seeking for somebody else to uh, see them and soothe them and then help them feel safe to be their self and secure, which is our mammalian heritage, which is why I specify solo polyamory is not a person by themselves. It's a person, when you read the book, Jessica Ferns, Polysecure, it's a human being who knows how to be. And the words used are from attachment researchers and those who study our embodied brain and nervous system, you are your own safe haven, and I can be because I have a mother who was giving me the ability to be in a secure attachment infant body that first year of life. My attachment, I got secure attachment. Okay, I got to maintain my whole differentiated self. I was three, my thoughts, my emotions, all these things, we talk about it. So there's a specific journey for those who maintain dreamer and doer and then maintain healthy self-worth which means I'm priceless there's nobody like me and there's nobody like you and no matter who you meet along the way they don't chip away at you in fact anytime I hear this story it's like nobody chipped away at me if you learn how to meet those who have low self-esteem which I have you learn I learned how not to do that and it was in one of my specific long-term relationships And in fact, though, I remember as I got into it that I was getting into this type of relationship. And this is the one word I'm going to use. So you know how 4D talks about karmic. Now, I don't prefer using these words, but in this case, I will use that word for this specific relationship because I had been basically expressing a very, very strong opinion in a very, very I-know-everything way, as teenagers in black and white thinking do, because all teenagers will have, I know this, but this was something where it was with a judgment, meaning I would never, and I would never, and I would never, and I would never, okay, as I evaluated other women that are from my group, as they embarked on relationships that involve very specific aspects, which I then began to experience with this very short-lived one-year relationship and the minute I got into it I had my so here's my mystics if you all are here hopefully um, the ones of you who are whole three-year-old hearts and you therefore are feminines with your own masculine doesn't mean you're a woman means you have the intuitiveness stuff okay so if you channel and you download you will have the same type of relationship that I also am explaining right now, where when I look back, I can know we talk to our higher self, which is the sphere of consciousness in you, which neuroscience again explains and talks about um, very easily. 
So in my head, as I got into this relationship, I said, this one's going to teach you. you. You called it upon yourself, okay? So it's not karmic in the way 4D talks about it as, oh, you're never going to, they're bad for you. No, it's, it's not. But it is something that's going to teach you because I, so you take ownership. I was making the statement of, I know the truth. I know what's right or wrong. And here's so many different ways I can use the examples that I've heard from Sadhguru. But I want to use the example of the adaptive child from the psych educators. And it's more about you having your teenage, 14, 15, 16-year-old, with all of your child parts and you moving into the awareness of saying, here's something I would never do and here's something I would always do. And you're just so determined to think you know it all and you don't realize it. Okay, so when we're making these types of statements and it regards other people's lives. So I was saying these women, they don't know what love is and they're in these relationships and how could they do this and how could, and it was an ongoing conversation because these are people that are part of my life though. Okay, so we care about each other. However, this is again, the very aspect of when you care as a grown up, you don't go around telling people what to do with their life. You're an adaptive child if you're telling people what to do with their life. And I'm trying to break that one down so that you can recognize the difference because the lovely therapists, all of them, speak about the difference between your brain if you get into rigidity or chaos, which is what an adaptive child gets into. I know what's right. When Sadhguru speaks about this in the Inner Engineering Program, he talks about it in this way. He says you build karma and it's in fact when you're reactive. So when you're it doesn't only involve reactivity. It involves you not having flexibility. So he says you have to drink coffee every morning. Every morning. That's you building karma with coffee. If, on the other hand, you can or you don't have to have it, okay? And, and this where when you equate it to a flexible, adaptive, coherent, energized, stable brain, it's basically you walking out today, ignoring the fact that yesterday was windy. And I'm using now Daniel Siegel as he explains how our mind can work when we're an integrated brain, which is being present. So I can go out and try and make no assumption. I can try. That's why you work with the past and you say, okay, let me silence that left mode. Let me silence my assumptions. Let me silence how I'm going to feel something and let me allow myself to not think of it in a way that I already know everything. So in this short-lived one-year relationship, there were things that I allowed and the effort to support a person who felt inferior and in fact they were younger just like one or two years the first person that I'd ever dated I mean I was only 19 so ever you know it always sounds so ridiculous when you, you say those words as a kid I never dated anyone so yes until uh, that um, that year I hadn't had any which actually now that I think about it, it's just ridiculous to say. But at the time, I'm like, I've never dated somebody younger than me. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute, as a teenager, but the teenager stuff doesn't really count because that's just, you know, teenagers in my book, my teenage friends, we were all just having fun. In fact, we all grew up and uh, lo and behold, as a grown up, it's very fascinating to meet people that uh, I will share this story at a certain point, but let me finish this one first. So FYI, karma. It's not a bad word. Uh, also, it's one of the ways that you can do and achieve yoga 
or something like that. Karma bhaktanani kriya. So karma is actually action. However, when you're using it in a way of, uh, so for d mystics, they use it not in, I would say, an effective way always. And when they say karma is going to come bite you in the ass, they don't know how to use that word. But what I'm going to use is Sadhguru's explanation because as he says, karma is about reactivity. And I was equating it to the adaptive child stance because when we have people who do cognitive dissonance when you're meeting somebody who is not going to allow you to talk about whether you're mystic polyamory whatever it is but they're going to uh, attack quote-unquote your character um, that's where we have a person who is in a state of karma if you will uh, and reactivity and we can equate it i can at least so many of those human elements from a brain perspective which involves a mind and which involves a person and that then involves though culture family background da, 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 da. okay so bringing me as the example secure attachment woman knowing what it means to have healthy self-worth which means you don't chip away at who i am also though understanding some people have low self-esteem and this is the part of where i had been making comments like i said about women who were accepting a type of boyfriend girlfriend relationship that was having them have no life outside of their partner like literally they just hang out only together and the men called all the shots and they were also allowing other types of comments from those people of their family members and stuff like that so in my case, there was no comment on family members because I will not ever be with a human being who insults my family. The minute you actually open your mouth to insult anyone, in fact, I learned to master my Kali mode. I completely forgot about this aspect of me. I was reminded at a certain point because I was reminded of this human being, and then I was reminded of exactly how insulting they were, and I completely in my brain, in fact, was uh, saying this, how can anyone in any way, shape or form ever be with somebody who's going to actually use words that are insulting? It's one thing that we have a conversation about how to treat each other and da 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 da. So how you can explore a family dynamic, of course, it's another thing if you're making a actual statement on the character of another human being and particularly if that human being involves my primary caregiver <laughs> so this is where the part of it's not about being uh intelligent or, or right here mm, no no brain here none of it whatsoever but i learned how to harness my reactivity that's for sure i also learned how to say uh don't i would never ever ever and in this case be with somebody who actually has the ability to insult because they're married if, if you marry me you marry my family these are those things that some people don't agree with and others of us instead nope you you're going to be part of the family that's what it's called to blend and and therefore we won't be having any harmony if we have a level of uh you think not to mention it's a contradiction meaning if you're around people you don't like what are you doing so anyone who wants to make a statement that is of a character trait that you don't like, so again, insult, to me, it's not about the ego, oh, you insulted me. No, it's more of a lot of other things that involve, we're not a match, obviously, but 
personally don't insult and here's where i am very protective about my loved ones and it's not just family but i learned how to harness that and i don't justify it fyi so here's where i i'm pretty objective when i look at who i am and how i am and kali mode i learned thanks to my family to back off because they would be like you need to mind your own business and with my mother particularly she would be the one who would tell me to back off and to not need to defend her and and all these things that i'd get in the middle of with family members so that's why i learned how to harness my my nature you know what's cute so let's fast forward to something different when you meet a person who actually notices that you're a nurturer and protector which is by the way a dreamer and a doer and so this is where a masculine that is also feminine that notices a feminine who is also masculine i have a person in my head that i'm thinking about right now as they spoke words to me when i was uh, saying something about i'm not trying to be in your space all the time i'm just trying to make sure that you're okay i really want you to be okay and you know i'm usually i've had the uh leave me alone kind of reaction and instead this this lovely man said i can tell that you're very nurturing and protective and it was in a way of complete awareness this is this is the part of when your sense of self of you a person so mine is being felt and seen so somebody sees all of who you are and actually appreciates it in the words that they speak and return to you so that it expands you and that's the way uh, to our home by the way when you're with people who welcome they appreciate they evaluate and they see that character trait and in fact they just say it's a beautiful trait because with the words when you're welcoming a person as they are it's because you will have established and allowed that person to be exactly what is in the absence of feeling threatened by it but that's also where the only way this happens is if a person has clear knowingness of their own triggers and and, and so I can only speak for myself as a human being always. Any person will know their triggers. So I know what my triggers are, which I'm pretty certain I have them handled, but that's the part you need to have interactions with more people. And since I'm very picky <laughs> about who I'm around, and this is the part I actually don't have any any surprises. I've had one surprise my entire life. and it was a double surprise and at the end of the day in fact it turned out to be no surprise at all and so this is where uh when those two surprises happened it's kind of like they canceled each other out and in fact it was something interesting uh to say the least uh in both occasions and then it's also something though that from the plane of uh 5D mystics my lovely 5D mystics you'll be like well I I shouldn't know that one because of course the oversoul and that's something unique. It's always nice to be surprised. Not all of the surprises are pleasant, but they actually serve something which is to regain consistently perspective. So we always expand consciousness, which is why it's a gift. And what's more than amazing is when you can actually continue to see people who are present, appreciative, welcoming and then you get to keep on 
surprising each other with what is the ability to dream and do together in the unique blend of colors okay so that's the part of where this lovely man they're different from i i'm different from them but we both have been able to give each other a safe space to uh, be ourselves in one way shape or form as for the aspects of triggers i don't know anything about that that's why i was saying i know my stuff uh, don't know about that because in order for you to get to know how a person navigates life you have to be able and share moments of that okay and, and so the lack of moments means the lack of knowing that it's not good or bad it's just a lack of visibility when on the other hand so let me go back to that one year uh, relationship as it was being lived out all the aspects that i got to experience i got to recognize that by supporting somebody who expressed I feel inferior to you because of my age because of other things that was not a uh, positive choice in fact once I said yes to one thing I said you know this is not going to go well it's probably going to be that you gave a finger and now they're going to take an arm and in fact about six months down the line if not nine it was what I had foresaw and in fact luckily for me uh not even shortly after this uh, realization of this is not really how this is supposed to be working i'm supposed to be growing more not uh less and in a way that wasn't extreme but it wasn't positive so i recognized something that wasn't positive and shortly after i was like oh thank goodness it's over <laughs> so that's uh yeah, that one was really interesting when I think back about it. But I did know I was learning something. I was learning how to not make statements of how could they accept something like that. And I also got to learn how not to allow a person uh, to say to me, you know, let's level out the plane. Because I feel inferior to you, I'm going to ask of you this. And that's actually the most, it's, it's not even funny when I got out of that one. Uh, that was where I had my first one open relationship and I immediately said to the, the next guy I was like you, you have no say you open your mouth I'm out and I'm out for good I, and this is non-negotiable I, I learned very well how I will not do anything of that sort and don't rule me you don't and I won't rule you and you do you and I do me and we're going to be happy and in company and um, what I can share with all of you lovely listeners following this with all these other human being men who say oh you're a woman you're dumb dumb i'm like yep you know what i'm a dumb dumb all all great and dandy right over here with my brain using it effectively and uh here's the part about when you can be emotionally and mentally who you are and be appreciated as a person who knows shit in your brain that that's when you're going to begin having what is a woman's respect so the minute I am not respected, I will obviously respect you, but I will not be around you. <laughs> I will not have any intellectual stuff to say to you because you don't think I have a brain. And so this is immediately going to be something my heart knows because of the way you're going to engage with me energetically. And that's where the doers, as I was trying to say, when they're chasing a feeling, we will know what feeling in just enough time once a pattern's been clear you're going to know what that pattern like my one friend who i had the hunch i was right i don't need to present to them anything it's not my business if they want to 
actually work to get their inner and outer well-being on par. I do my part as a friend. They do them themselves. If you're in a partnership, you're not going to be in one where you can't actually say things to each other in your face. So saying in each other's face anything means you need to be a dreamer and a doer. That means healthy self-worth. So you can't be looking down or up at somebody. And when any person, man, woman, or they, like I said, what valuable lesson I got was besides the part of already knowing you can't and shouldn't make statements about what other people do or don't do, but never, ever, ever allow somebody who feels inferior to tell you, hey, I feel inferior. I want you to do X, Y, Z, D, E, F, G, so I can feel not inferior, which then they're going to be brought to be quote unquote superior. And they're going to, in fact, have mannerisms that are not uh, actually, they're, they're the gender stereotype ones from the ancients that were back. So it's not something that people who are women, I know women that seek this very type of man, which is why I abstain from that whole opinion right here. I learned how to abstain from saying, I think that's not a relationship to, okay, go and have your protector be a man like that and then have fun with the ancient silverbacks and your gender stereotypes. I'm not in there. And that's really it. That's all. It's like, okay, bye. So, the other aspects that I got to learn from different types of uh, those who are doers and not dreamers. Uh, so when I say this, a doer is the masculine part of you, your mind. The dreamer is the feminine, the feeling. And when you have your wholeness, that's why you're living the dream of a lifetime. Because you get to bring forth your blank canvas within your relationships with each other, all of that. And when you have a person who is moving towards their own canvas that's why it's beautiful because you get to see each other with all of those traits and it's it's fun it's fun so i have at least a handful if not two handfuls of people who are dreamers and doers in the making masculine feminine both and um, their energy always expands mind expands it's it's music it's music for the ears it's music for the mouth it's it's a, it's a bountiful of, of, of just establishing a lot of things which is amazing. Um, so I was trying to share another story for a minute. And that would be, ah, yes, that one. Okay. When you also learn about uh, the ones who chase a feeling, but they don't know that they are, and they actually are pretty, um, not insistent, but... Uh, uh, they're oblivious, if you will. Uh, so there's uh, how do you match and or meet and or engage in what becomes a disconnected interaction. Because there's going to be elements that are not in the same frequency. And on that note, it isn't challenging for those of us who know Pacha handshakes. It's because we'll recognize what the mask looks like it's it's a mask you take it off there's a person behind it but when it's about communication it's just an interaction so you know like when people say hey how's the weather today that's that's pretty much it but it's not just that because there's still an a lived substance there's a lived experience there's there's a lived timeline as i was saying we have people who establish a 
relationship that brings to them something that they will always know of. There's that famous quote, I think it's Maya something something, the last name I forget, but people will forget what you said, but they won't forget how you made them feel. Okay, so again, as we close on out, a person who's just chasing and wanting a moment of that, they're going to come in and out, and they're going to be like this little mask. A person who will have taught you and you taught them and maybe you know because again we can't know what we've taught anybody else until they share with you whatever it is that they can and if you have people who wanted to be superior it's because they felt inferior and they will I uh, have not seen people that actually come into awareness of that uh, so I'm going to leave that one to the side but um, the ones who do become aware because it's a Cusco that's become a pot shop Okay, so they've become a pacha, they look back, they can see Cusco, they can see where there was a lack of healthy self-worth and where there were mannerisms that they don't, that don't belong to them. Okay, because once you find your true self, you bring in your humanity. So you're a dreamer and doer like all of us, and you have that perfect blend. And that is where a person will say, I want to talk, I want to talk about all of it. And that's because they're going to want to share I had an inferiority, not complex, but again, all of us will be able to have low self-esteem. We all can think that we won't be loved for who we are. And that's where the difference for a person, and in this case for me, I've never said I'm not afraid of not being loved for who I am. Actually, uh, it's very easily been mentioned to any person uh, that has come I'm not actually a mono-normative person. I'm not in a norm. I'm a mystic. I love more than one person, all this stuff. It's, it's what makes some of us different, but I'm not different. If you ask me, am I, no, I'm a human. I have um, a name. <laughs> I have a way that I live life. In fact, it's very silly since teenage years. Aren't we all different? Oh, no, but some wanted to be more different than others. What are you talking about? We're all different. We all can feel that we're not understood. We all can feel that nobody's going to want us. What is that going to mean? It's going to mean that you and I aren't going to be a couple. That's what it's going to mean. You're not chipping away at who I am. But learning how to uh, be yourself, it's not hard. Oh, this is also why when it comes to twin flame and flames, uh, bullshit that they say it's saga, drama, or that you have to go through stepping stones. But I say bullshit because I'm a securely attached person. So it won't be bullshit for the people who don't have healthy self-worth. Because they're the ones who have the inner child that has shame and defectiveness. And that doesn't recognize the very uh, aspects that um, some people in the human suffering love narrative. So when they uh, do... Their thing, uh, they promised me the world, and in three months they ran off, and what an, a liar, liar, pants on fire. And it's more like, no, uh, three months is a short time. You lived what is called the uh, gooey, ooey, ooey in your face phase, and now you're out of it, and you actually are finding out who they are. So really, it's a good thing. You're finding out more about the person. And so this is the part of why when I have any person who's telling me they ruined my fairy tale I'm like did they I don't think there was a fairy tale I think there was a feeling 
and then it flopped which means that it was not actually a feeling that was going to stay it was a chasing of the adrenaline rush of the first newness and you know this is why i do have to thank my lovely men friends for informing me of how many men just chase those feelings which is why we don't waste time with the, any of them so you know it's nice to see when people when men are consistent i've met at least a handful of those who are actually consistent at least with their self and their mannerisms and they present who they are and they know how to talk about um, you know stuff like i'm a person who gets busy i don't talk i don't have time i don't check my phone you know whatever it is but they have the ability to say it or you know what i'm cranky so i'm going to be an asshole today <laughs> at least you know what's to expect it that's called consistent contingent communication so those are potcha people they know how to be a doer if they know how to be a dreamer, they might share that with you too. Uh, if not, that's their thing. If they're a dreamer, they know how to say, I'm not a doer. <laughs> and they know how to explain that. Any person who knows who they are is going to know how to talk about themselves. That's the point. Man or woman or they. For those of us who are dreamers and doers, uh, again, for me as a woman, because I've been told I don't know anything about men, I, I plead the fifth very much with the respect of all those out there but as i was saying within a timeline and so a certain amount of time you're going to be able to see those who are pachas and that's nice to see because it means you have a person who knows their self and you're getting to build a relationship doesn't mean it's romantic no you're getting to just get to know a person <laughs> this is the nice part and those uh, phoenixes that rise from the ashes so that's very beautiful when we see those couples or those people in general and um, we get to then walk a path where we're expanding each other. The ones who come in and out, uh, again, they're going to be identifiable by their energetic spectrum. And that's pretty straightforward. And um, the ones who learn and then come back around and are now expanding, they are going to have a very specific uh, way, which is the first the first stop is, is going to be a conversation. And uh, we'll close out with, yes, this, this part. So while people who are not yet their entire lovely prefrontal cortex self are not able to know about those who have unfinished business, having the word of um, 4D always says they don't deserve not always, but there's a lot of people that say people don't deserve love, they don't deserve you, they don't deserve time, they sound like a bunch of teenagers, always in a room, keeping score, um, and that tells me they don't have healthy self-worth, and they don't know what it means for a person to have unfinished business, so they don't know what it means if an individual does not have healthy self-worth, so they're not, they're calling the kettle black, right, those things, so for those who instead understand as Pacha's Cusco's, uh, we will not say anything of that sort of uh, person doesn't deserve love. No, that's why when people come and go, we're not going to be pointing out anything. We don't have to. Uh, if there's questions, we talk. And if they know how to talk, that's great, actually. It's awesome when they know how to talk. Sometimes they don't know how to talk, but they want to try and talk. And when that happens, you, you know how to talk. I know how to talk to people who don't know how to talk. It's, it's hilarious, believe me. <laughs> believe me, it's a mask, right? This is a mask. I'm holding the mask. I see 
that there's a mask and I see that my ability to get to those ears is, is not is not working. <laughs> so I just have to deal with what I got in my hand. Uh, and there's a couple and more people that are in this. I, I always find it, the more I move forward, the more I'm like, how oh, this, this is fascinating. I'm wondering how long before we recognize something new. I don't know. So anyways, putting the masks to the side. What I was trying to get to is when a person uh, has taken off their mask, they can see their face, they're touching it. They know who they are. They're a human being. They understand that they had unfinished business. They really understand a lot. And they're in the presence of what they know they want. So they know what they want to do and dream in life. They know what roots they want to put in. And, and then that's the part of where a person that is, that's, that's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day for any one of us who knows that somebody has risen from the ashes and returned home and found their true self. And you're your first home, my lovely listeners, but this is where you can only feel this if you move towards your restorative embodied self and towards the fact that you know nobody has a price. Nobody is a price. We're priceless. And every person who does not know that is an unfortunate soul. I may an Ursula with her magic cauldron, but no, we have good therapists that could potentially get far and wide. And here's where my maskings come into my brain again and remind me of that lovely balance of, of consciousness. And so we do have a higher and lower toroidal field. And I'm going to share that one. Um, that's something that obviously I don't have the math or the knowledge to explain it, nor the proof, and I won't be. But I do know that equanimity, so balancing, is always something that uh, takes place. Other than that, I will ask you all to not, there's no need to venture off into conspiracy and future stories. If you're a person who wants to participate in our lovely planet now, let's do tangible stuff. Oh, that we can conceptualize higher, lower, toward a field, yes, but how about you conceptualize you as a person with other people being able to be pachas, and so being able to communicate. And as I was saying, when a person rises from the ashes and is able to welcome their self home and to be able and be their three-year-old with you and to share with you what they've uncovered and a lot more, it is going to be a very beautiful, beautiful thing because you're going to see something called life has returned home to itself and it's because they've found that they're beautiful just the way they are. And then for those who are walking that path with us, of course, again, so uh, it's always beautiful to see dreamers and doers, the perfect blend and, you know, the uh, emotional maturity that can come from moving into being your functional adult and inspiring your humanity, whether you're a 5D mystic in the Enlightenment, so age or not. So we'll be back with more. Have a great day.